What's going on, coaches? Happy New Year's, and I hope everything is going well. It's 2021, um, so that's pretty exciting, man. We can get out here and continue to set goals and continue to strive to be our best. So this podcast, we have a great, great coach, um, Christian McGee. He's out in the Pine Ridge Reservation, um, coaching Red Cloud out in South Dakota. This man has only brought success to Red Cloud. Um, And I love his style of play. Um, Very unique, small teams, but he always finds ways to win against great competition. And in this podcast, man, we talk about so many great things, practice, program building, um, give a little bit about his background, how to handle parents, talk a little bit about X's and O's, um, team bonding, and uh, how to prepare your team for postseason play. And then we definitely talk about how to play with a small team. So this is a great podcast, a lot of information, a lot of content. So I got a lot of great things when doing this podcast, even me as a coach. I was taking notes and still learning uh, from this man. So I know for sure you're going to get some great content and some great information from this podcast. Sit back, relax, get your notepad out and take notes and enjoy this podcast. You know, I was trying to think like what, you know what I mean? What can we do? in my job as like the AD, what can I do to like keep doing stuff and helping people? You know what I mean? And so I've been trying to do this, uh, the zoom interviews and I've been, and I created this series, man, with alumni and I called it tradition never graduates. And what I did was just kind of talk with alumni that went on to play collegiate sports. So I'm trying to hit every sport as, as far, you know, being the AD, but you know, a lot of it is basketball, a lot of it. So it's awesome, man. It's just awesome to, to connect with kids who have done it before, like before me, and then kids like my age. And then, and then you know, after that, even, even as far as this year, we've had, we had two boys and one girl signed to play next year. So had them on together. But the, the point is to kind of show, show some love to alumni, just, just appreciate what they're doing. But then I also bring in somebody like, our best player from that sport. So I, I've done cheerleading because we had some cheerleaders go on to, to um, cheer in college and things like that. And that's probably our best sport at Red Cloud is cheerleading, man. So like getting a current student, you know what I mean? To like ask questions because coming from the res, man, it's like, it's different. You know what I mean? Like when I went and I went to Shadron, so I didn't go that far, but it's like a, so like a whole nother world from here yeah. to their hour, you know? So just like, getting them to understand because you know when you when you have a teammate from LA and you have a teammate from from New York right or Houston or whatever they have some similarities because they're in the city right so like true that's true they have some similarities so and it's different it's obviously different but um and then you have you know you have black guys you have white guys you have Mexican guys you have all these people that can kind of like connect and then you're a native and you go man you're by yourself Right. I mean, you're pretty much like by yourself. You're probably going to be the only native on your team unless you go to a native school. So just trying to like get the kids now to ask questions, get them to ask questions to the people that have done it before them. What what's it like? I mean, you you know what I mean? Just to just to keep that going. So I've kind of been busy with that. So I'm kind of familiar with Zoom. And as I went, as I kept going, you know, I got better and better at it, trying to share the screen and you know, trying to edit and things like that. But that, so it's similar, man. It's, it's kind of cool. That's, that we're, that's that we're what's doing up. This. So 
I would say tell us this because now you know now that I think about this, um, a lot of people don't know about the res and reservation basketball, man. Like they, they a lot of people yeah. do not know. Uh, especially I can say out here in Washington, they don't know. They don't know the talent, the skills, the athletes that you possess, and a lot of colleges don't know about it. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think you have a strong story, man. If you want to just tell that part of it, your your story on the reservation, even yours, and even the kids that that have come out of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I was very fortunate to have somebody ahead of me. Um, when I was an eighth grader, I walk into the gym and there's, we have a senior at Red Cloud who is one of the best players in the state. I mean, he's, he, that year, he put up video game numbers, like 35, 10 rebounds, like eight assists and like five steals a game. And like, he, he didn't have like a, a great team, but I mean, he was a dude and I seen him how hard he worked and I was like, I want to be like that. You know what I mean? So that was the very first thing. I was very fortunate to have that. And when I first got there, my coach, he coached me all the way through four years. He was his coach. And he actually let me kind of come to the gym with him. At the time, it was our coach, the, the kid I was talking about, and then me <laughs> as an eighth grader. And like, he let me come and I'd be there every morning and just like see how he worked. And he went on to play at South Dakota State and graduated in five years and, and um, you know, became a PE teacher and, and is doing really well. Um, you know, so, so I was very fortunate to have that. Um, but not everybody has that, you know, and I, and I had a coach that cared and pushed me. Um, you know, I had, I had a supportive, um, supportive family um, that not every kid gets a chance to have. Um, you know, I mean, every, a lot of people have their ups and downs, especially on the res, man. It's, it's, it's just a little different because you see, you, you see poverty every day and you see, uh, people struggling with drugs and alcohol and things like that, which is everywhere. But I think on the Reds, it's like, it's different because a lot of people are doing it in a small area, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's pretty evident um, that it's out there, but yeah, I was very fortunate, man. I, I got to, to see how he worked and I, and I told myself I wanted to be better than him. And he, he was such a good uh, mentor and role model for me. He even told me, like, do it, man, like, be better than me, you know, because he didn't start that work ethic until he was a little later, until he was a little older. So um, he was very he was very cool in that aspect. I mean, a lot of times, and, and I don't know if this is everywhere, I'm assuming it is, but when you succeed, you have a lot of people that, that you know, hate on you or don't want you to do that, right? So um, that was cool for me to have that. So, you know, in my four years, I... I was very fortunate to have a good team and, and things like that. But I always try to be like super obsessed with it. Like just try to eat, breathe and sleep basketball. And like that, that was my thing. Cause I, that was my goal, right? Like, you know, nothing was going to stand in my way. I wanted to play college. I wanted to get my team to state and win state, you know, things like that. And, and I could have, could have went to, you know, St. Thomas More, this private school in Rapid City and could have went and, that year that they were trying to get me to go there, I was a, I would have been a sophomore, and they went twenty six and zero in one state, right? So like they were like legit. They had Zach Finley who went to Princeton, and they had another kid that went D two six seven. I mean they were huge. And but you know when my coach talked to me, he said, you know, do you want what do you want, right? Do you want to be a role player on that team and take three shots a game and and you know what I mean? Give the ball inside. Like, if you want to do that, that's fine. And he, he never said, don't go, right? He was just like, or you can lead your team and, and build up and try to beat them. Because if, 
at that time we were in the same region. So, you know, I mean, obviously my sophomore year when I could have went there, I stayed. We, we get to the regions, we lose by like 25. I mean, they're like, they're legit. Next year, play them, we lose by like 10, you know, and, and I just remember thinking like, we're not losing. And my senior year, I mean, you know, I, it got to the point where it wasn't like, it didn't matter if coaches were there or not, right? I mean, I was talking to, the, to my teammates, we were all seniors and, and most of them worked hard. And I was like, you know what, man, like we're, we're getting there, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do whatever it takes. It, it was to the point where we would play a football game, right? Cause our school's small. So we would play, play our football, football game. And then before the team, the opposite, the opposing team leaves, like they shower, they get dressed, whatever. Before they're leaving, like we're playing, we're playing open gym. We're like, it's crazy. You know, I mean, it's, and I feel like you got to be a little, you got to be different, you know, if you want to, to see change, especially if you want to beat someone like St. Thomas More. And eventually we, you know, we beat them twice that year, actually. We beat them at a classic and then we ended up beating them. We were one, and we were one, or they were one, or we were two, they were two, something. It was one, two. And anyway, it was one, two in the state. And, you know, now we got the Sodak 16 where, you know, that wouldn't have happened. Um, so I wish that that was there, you know, back in the days. But, um, you know, we ended up beating them. And then um, I was very fortunate enough to we, – we didn't win. We didn't win it. That was heartbreaking. We got third. We got upset in the semis. But, um, you know, it, it made me learn. It made me learn that, you know, you could give everything you got to something and and you could still fail. But you, you just got to learn from those things, right, whether it's, whether it's uh, good or bad. You know, you learn from it. And, and that's the thing, you know, that I had a good support system to, like, tell me that, right? So – and that's what I try to do. But – a lot of kids don't understand that. I mean, I don't know if that's just here or everywhere, but, um, you know, if you don't have a good support system and, and you give everything you got to something and you fail, then you start to have a, well, F it mentality, right? And, and that's something that I want to try to stop here because, you know, you can always learn from, from something, right? And I felt like I learned from that and I continued to work hard and I, I eventually went to Shattered State and played from 08 to 2012. Um, and... Probably wasn't supposed to. I mean, I'm 5'7". At the time, I was like 145, 150 pounds, like soaking wet, man. But, you know, I just – I was pretty tough-minded, I think. Um, wasn't going to let anybody stand in my way. And um, just wanted to hoop, man. That, that was what I, what I grew up doing. I was – I didn't grow up learning to work on cars, and I didn't grow up doing that, that kind of stuff. I just – I grew up in the gym, and I knew I wanted to be around it. So at school, I went to – um, got my degree in sports and rec management and ended up being the AD at Red Cloud where I graduated and um, just finished up my eighth year um, coaching and AD and so I mean yeah it's it's been awesome I mean it's my dream job you know somebody actually somebody asked me probably about a month ago um, Shattern, the Shattern State job opened up and uh, they said do you want to apply and I said well for one I mean I haven't I've gotten to state one time you know so like it ain't like they're taking a they're not taking no South Dakota class A team, you know, coach that went to state one, one time in eight years. Right. Um, but even then, I mean, they said, well, what if you got it? I said, well, I don't know if I would want it. I mean, to be honest, like I, I feel like I'm at the, at the place where I'm supposed to be, you know, I mean, I want to help kids here that weren't as fortunate as me that weren't as fortunate enough to, to have a support system. Cause a lot of kids don't have that. Um, or they do, but the people that do support them don't really know how to get them to the next level um, or maybe not don't have realistic expectations where it's like they can't play at college or they're D1 at Duke, right, or North Carolina. It's like 
it, it's somewhere it's not in the middle it's always like either way up or way down so being real with them but also like I mean coaching on the reds and and in a lot of aspects, you wear a lot of hats. I mean, you're somebody's big brother, your uncle, your counselor, your teacher, your, all this stuff. And, and just on top of being the coach and figuring that out. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is where I want to be for sure. Um, and I don't, I don't think that I'd go anywhere else. I mean, we just got a house. My wife and I and our family just got a house in the country. So been keeping us pretty busy, but just just kind of close to, to Red Cloud where we work. And my, my wife's actually going to be the kindergarten teacher there for the, the Lakota immersion class. So they're going to – Red Cloud is actually starting to be all immersion. So they're start. I think it's like through fourth grade, it'll be like all Lakota-speaking classes. So they don't, they don't do anything else but Lakota. So my daughter's going to grow up in that. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's coming. It's, it's coming. We got, a, we got a president who supports that. Um, you know, so it, it's going to, it's going to be awesome. I mean, and you know, my daughter's already gone through preschool for two years now and that. So, I mean, it's, it's been good. It's been good. And, and I don't think that, you know, I'd ever want to leave. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a good time for me and, and just trying to affect change in these kids. I mean, it's, it's a little different. I mean, I think if I was at another school, it might be easier to, to be the coach and just say, Hey, do this at this time. Yeah. You know, kids, kids don't, have that opportunity. I mean, we had a kid this year, he actually signed to play United Tribes in Bismarck. It's a junior college. Um, he came an hour and 10 minutes one way every day to, to come to Red Cloud. I mean, and so, you know, you can't just say, hey, we're doing this at the school. You know, you got to give these guys heads up and things like that. But he, he did that. And I mean, he worked hard and, and he was one of the very few kids that just came all the time and did everything. And, and I mean, he got a college scholarship from us. So, you know, I mean, just, just trying to, I guess, just trying to affect change. And, and even if I can get through to a couple kids a year or one kid a year, you know, that's my goal. And obviously just try to help them as much as, as we can um, in, in other areas besides basketball, you know, because it's, to me, I mean, basketball just helps them stay level-headed and, and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's like teaching them those life skills through basketball, right? Like, being disciplined in something and, and being hardworking and, and being dedicated to things and um, passionate about things. And, you know, I mean, we got, and I'm fortunate enough to have some, some really, really good coaches alongside of me with my assistants, but also in other sports um, because our school's small. So these kids are playing multiple sports. So, I mean, it's, it, it's been fun. It's been fun. And, and it's not always, it's definitely not always easy. Um, but I mean, you feel like you don't go to work. You know what I mean? When, when you love it. And, and um, that's what I would tell all the kids, you know, do, do something that you feel like you're not going to work and you're not saying it, Oh man, thank God it's Friday or Sunday night. You're like dreading going back to work. You know what I mean? For me, it's like, you know, it don't feel like that. Even with this pandemic, it's like figuring stuff out, but it, it's not, it's not hard, right? Because it's something that you want to do. Um, it, it, and it's not, it's not always easy to get through to kids. And, um, but, it's been a blast, man, and, and you know, just finished up, like I said, my eighth year, and hopefully I could be here for a long, long time. That's that's kind of the goal. So, so let me ask you this: How did you? I know you said you had a support system, but how did you overcome one being five seven, right? Um, yeah, and went and played college ball, um, and then being a native in, in those two aspects. How, how did you overcome those two things? 
Yeah. And I mean, I think those two things limited me more than anything, right? Because like, you know, on the reservation, like you said, not a lot of people know about it. Um, but there's also been some, a pretty bad reputation attached to natives as far as like not staying in school, um, and things like that. Right. And, and, and I knew that. So I think I felt like I had to work twice as hard because I was native, but then twice as hard because I'm five, seven, like I'm not six, six native. Right. So it's not like I just have one thing against me. Like, you know, like I'm five, seven, I'm native and like people aren't giving me an opportunity. Um, so I just felt like I had to work harder than everybody. That, that was kind of my, my mindset. Like I always had a chip on my shoulders, probably little man syndrome. Cause I always like was, you know, I'm just super competitive. And, and even whenever I first started, right. I mean, I was 22 years old when I, I got a call and I'm in my college dorm room. I got to get a call from the superintendent at Red Cross saying, Hey, like, you know, we want to hire you. And I'm like, yes, you know what I mean? But then, then you hear, Oh, this guy's too young, you know, even at my own school. Right. Like people saying like this guy's too young and things like that. So like I've always like been super defensive and had a chip on my shoulder. So um, and, and as I've get, gotten older now, I'm starting to learn like how to ignore that or use that in a different way other than my words or other than my actions. Right. So um, just I feel like just being super competitive and just like having my eyes on something that I want to do, um, you know, I mean, I know that's that's kind of a cop-out answer, but just being super competitive um, and tough-minded all the time and, and trying, to, trying to set small goals and reaching them and then set some higher goals to reach them too. Um, so that's kind of that's how I took that, just with people telling me I couldn't do it on a lot of different reasons, you know, a lot of different areas why I couldn't do something. How'd you overcome being a young coach, man? 22 years old, head coach. I mean, you're, you're only, what, three, four years out? from the kids yeah. how did you overcome that because that's you know there's a lot of guys that's going to want to get in the coaching game and that's young like that, that's that yeah. is you know how'd you overcome that piece yeah that that was hard I I kind of wish that I got a chance to to coach under the guy that coached me because he he I knew that I was going to take over for him because he he was done like a year or two before he actually was done um but he wanted to wait for me to get there but I wish I had a year of like JV right or or even a year of being an assistant to to try to get to know things like how do you how do you fundraise because we don't have booster clubs so how do you fundraise how do you do this stuff um instead of learning on the fly but i mean i think it was the same same thing as the last answer is just i was super competitive um with someone saying you know you can't do this you're too young and i'm like okay like all right well i watch me you know what i mean and like it was crazy because i had some assistants that actually helped out the coach before me um so that that helped because they were kind of you know, they, they've been there and they've done, done that. And, um, they knew they didn't want to be the head coach, uh, but they wanted to help me, which was really cool. So I, they, they helped me a lot. And we're, you know, we're going to Spearfish actually for our first game. We're on the road and they were pretty good. They actually went to state that year and uh, we ended up losing by eight. But before the game, you know, the coach that's coached for a long time, he was an assistant. He said, you nervous? And I was like, you know, I'm not, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what to expect. So like, being a young coach, I think it was just like, like understanding you're going to learn on the fly, but as long as you have some people that will help you, um, you know, reach out, reach out. Like I still reach out to, to people, you know, today. I mean, I've just, like I said, I finished up my eighth year, but you know, you learn something new every day, every year. Um, you know, I mean, I'm doing stuff now that I definitely wasn't doing back then. Um, I was really stubborn, like in, in my ways, like acting like I know, I know what I'm doing. Um, when I first started, but 
I also reached out too. So I mean, like, if I if I wanted to do something, if I wanted to two two one press to a zone, we were doing that regardless of what was going on. And I think over the years, I've learned little things to adjust. Something's not working, you adjust and and just learn it on the fly. I think if you're first, if you're starting out and you're really young, I think trying to connect with the kids is is the first thing. Trying to see what what is going to be best, what is going to be beneficial for the kids. I mean. You got to coach everybody differently. I think you treat them all the same, but you coach them different, right? So you you say, um, one kid he might he might not respond well to you yelling at him. Um, that doesn't mean you like him less or you like him more than anybody else. It's just you just got to figure out ways to connect with the, with each individual kid. I think that'll help you. And then you know, I, and then I think just learning on the fly and understanding you're going to learn on the fly and you're going to make mistakes, but. Um, but just learning from them. Every, every time you make a mistake, you, you learn from it. You don't say, well, you don't blame anybody else. I mean, I've learned that too, coaching. It's like, if, if you win, it's the kids and it's the group you have. And if you lose, it's on you, you know? So, um, but I, I understand that completely. And I think that, you know, especially here on the reservation where basketball is king, you know, it's not like you're playing football. Um, you know, people like football, but they're not, if you lose, it's like, all right, you know, I mean, they might be mad for the night, but they're not coming in. Volleyball, if you lose, you know, they ain't coming in. They're only coming in if you don't play, if your kid don't play. I mean, basketball, if your kid's not playing and you lose, they're mad because you lost, not because their kid didn't play. You know, I mean, they're, they still get mad because their kid didn't play, but you lose, I mean, you're going to hear about it from a lot of people, especially if you shouldn't have lost. So, so let's, since you're on that, right, since we're on that yeah. topic, talk, yeah. talk about parents in such an atmosphere like that because I mean basketball is king in the, in the reservation but talk about I think any coach like going into this needs to know about parents and I think you you yeah. have it I mean you've been successful through your years and you still have you still have issues with parents so let's yeah. go ahead and talk about that piece yeah well I appreciate that I mean um you know my my first my first thing of advice for parents would be make sure that you have a, a meeting of some sort, try to make it face to face. I mean, obviously with, with COVID, you know, and who knows how this is going to be, um, you know, if you have to do something online or something, but the very first thing you got to do is type up some rules and you really got to stick to those rules. Like if you, if you make exceptions for somebody, they'll know. So you got to type up some rules. You got to, you got to have a some sort of parent meeting, try to be face-to-face. -face. If, if they can't be there for some reason, you offer it. And then you if they can't be there, then their kid can't practice until they bring that sign, right? So, and, and what I've learned over the years too is there'll be, there'll be a mom that signs it and then the dad will come in and say, well, I didn't sign that paper. So after a while, I put, this is for everybody in your family, right? So like they might not have, they might've even been at the meeting, but they didn't say, I didn't sign this. So it's like, well, this is for your for your whole family. Um, so that's my first thing is I I have some rules and, and of course you edit them every year you you know because they always try to find some gray areas um, as everybody does. So you edit every year, but um, having that meeting is big. You know, then they they might not agree with some of your some of your rules, um, but they know your expectations, and I think that'll that'll eliminate a lot of headaches. Um, you know, and, and every coach is different. Like some coaches won't talk about playing time. Um, for me, I'm like, if you want to talk about playing time, that's fine. Like I'll talk to you about playing time all you want. 
Um, but I just don't do it before, during, or after a game, you know, because everybody's heated and things like that. So, you know, you want to talk about your son's playing time, like just just be prepared for like the truth. I'm not going to say, oh, he's great. He's doing a great job, you know, and then he's not playing. I'm like, well, your kid, like he didn't come this summer. That's not a prerequisite, but I mean that he got passed up by a lot of kids, you know. Oh, well, he had to work. Well, you know, I'm sorry. Like this is 40 other kids like, you know, they, they found, they worked around it or, you know, whatever. So you be respectful about it, but at the same time, like they just got to be prepared for, for you to say, you know, tell them the truth. And, but you also got to watch how you phrase it because if you're, if you're saying your kid sucks, I mean, they could probably use that against you. So, you know, I mean, and, and you try to work with all these kids, but I think the main thing is not trying to please them. You know, you're not going to please everybody. If you, if you play everybody, the best players, kids are, are, or their best players' parents are mad if you if you play, you know what I mean. If you're trying to play them to not to please a parent, then something's always going to go wrong. So um, it's just the work, the work that they put in, and, and I think deep down parents know that. It's just if you, that's why I talk about playing time because some of them think their kids working extremely hard, and then I'll say, well, he's last in our running. I mean, you know, for us, we're small. We got to run. If your kid can't run, he's probably not going to be able to play, or at least a whole lot. You know, so and they most kids know that, you know, we have we do a pretty good job of bringing in our eighth graders to to kind of watch practice and kind of see what it's about. So they kind of know, you know, there's some kids with exception that transfer in or things like that that don't really know. But I try to have our meetings um, pretty frequently throughout the years. You know, you just I mean, throughout the year, just kind of if you're interested in basketball, here's here's kind of what you got to do. And you start that right from right from when school starts, just once a week, just meet with them and, you know, at least they know that you care, right? The kids know you care. Um, at least somebody's watching them, watching their grades, watching what they're doing, talking about values and things like that. Um, just keeping them on the right path. But then you also kind of talk to them about what they got to do if they want to play, especially if they're new. Um, so most kids know, like, you know, if they're going to play for us, they're going to have to be able to run and at least for a minute or two at a time. If you're, you know, we've had some kids that really work hard they they don't have a lot of stamina but they really work hard and if they could give us a minute or two at a time cool you know because we're not playing anybody the whole game somebody you're coming out um at least once a quarter i mean that's we've we've done that with our best kids our best kids come out for a minute minute a quarter i mean you know so we because it's impossible to to play how we want to play for eight minutes at a time so, so since you're on that, you go ahead. Let's talk about um, the small ball, your your style of play. Since you're saying that most most of you guys are small, uh, yep. you explain to us, you know, how, how does that look? How does that look if a guy, if a team, if a coach has a bunch of guards, small? How does that look? How does that look for you? What do you try to do? Your pace, all that. Just mm -hmm. just explain your small ball game. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I wish that we had a big. I wish that we were able to have bigs and we were able to to do those things. But, we, you know, unfortunately, we haven't been blessed with a lot of bigs come through. But, you know, I mean, and that's okay. I mean, the, the kids grow up here. They grow up playing free, free and not a lot of sets and, and um, playing in the parks and things like that. So we kind of try to make them a little bit comfortable and adjust to that. Um, how we play is, you know, we're going five out. Sometimes we go four out one, and if we have a, if, even if we have a guard that can post, I mean, we'll post him. You know, we'll try, we'll just throw it right into him. But for the most part, we're playing five out. We're trying to push right out of the net. We're trying to push right off a of miss. We're trying to push the, you know, it's very important for our point guards to be able to get in the lane and create because 
where I'm telling my point guard, if you get the ball, you're going down, you're trying to score. That's the very first thing that is on your mind. You, you get the ball, you're going down the, the right side, left side of the floor, middle of the floor. You're trying to make a move and score. If you can score, that's the best shot we can get as a layup, right? If, if you can't, you know, the very first thing is, is get to the lane and try to create something. If you can't get to the lane, you kick it out. And that's the very first, that's our very initial set that we want to run, if you want to call it a set or the motion or whatever. We're trying to get the ball to the paint as fast as we can whether it's a layup or, or just get to the paint so they got to suck in so we can get a three because we want to shoot threes. We, we shoot. You know, if, you, if you're small, you got to be able to shoot. You got to be able to run. Um, and uh, I think you got you to be more disciplined. If you, if you got a seven-footer, you could kind of get, get away with some things. You could gamble. You got a seven-footer behind you. If you got a big guy um, protecting the paint, you could kind of gamble a little bit. Um, you know, I feel like we have to be even more disciplined in everything we do, right? The pass has got to be crisp. We got to be on balance. And are we all the time? Not, not necessarily, um, especially if you're playing fast. You're going to have some turnovers. You got to live with those kinds of things too. Um, but offensively, we're trying to push. And then defensively, we're trying to create, you know, easy baskets for ourselves by pressing, getting up, switching up the pressure. Um, through the years, I've, I've done, you know, three or four different presses. And this year, actually, we, we didn't start off pressing um, because we, we had a big guy that was – that was um, decent, you know, I mean, so we didn't, we actually, our defense was pretty good. So we, I felt like we didn't really have to press. The problem is, is we lost the best, one of the best players in the state of South Dakota who averaged 32 a game for us was our point guard. So we didn't have anybody dynamic like that, right? We didn't have anybody dynamic to get us down the floor and do that. The, actually his little brother is, who was a freshman started for us every game, but he just wasn't, he wasn't dynamic enough, right? So like we have to, we're our defense we were holding people but i had to figure out how are we going to score more efficient um and when we weren't pressing we just couldn't do that and and we were when we did press you know we would get we would get you know eight points in a row pretty quickly um so you know i mean it wasn't our defense that had to change but i felt like that was going to be our best way to score some points and put some points on the board and and fortunately enough, we had a week to prepare in, in the middle of that. And um, we got ready. And, I mean, we went from scoring 43 in, in the game before to 88 in one week, right? And, I mean, so, I mean, and the, the competition wasn't that big of a difference. I mean, we scored 43 against Balfouche, who's like, they were pretty, they were decent, you know, this year. But, they're, you know, they were kind of long and pretty athletic. But they, they're not, like, known for basketball. And then we play Spearfish, who is very similar to them this year. And we score, like, we double our points just with pressing for one week. So, obviously, it worked for us. And then we, we just kept it. And, and there were some games where we would press and teams would start to know that we were pressing now. And I think that also helped us because Spearfish didn't know we were pressing because they probably seen games before that where we didn't. So, we start pressing and people would scout it. But the problem is, is, is you, you can't simulate that pressure in practice with your second five usually. So by the, you know, if we, if we went to halftime and it was, we were up four or we were tied, I felt pretty good because I knew that eventually they would tire out. And even sometimes into the, third, into the fourth quarter, um, you know, we were playing a team, Little Wound, and they're, they're a native team, and they were huge. They, they had a 6'10 kid, 6'8". 6'6 six, six, and 6'4 six, this year. And then their point guard was like six foot. So they were big. And um, we went into the fourth quarter up one and we won by 25. And just because we, we just we went on a run 
we would score in bunches. I mean, that, that's what helped us. So I think being small, you know, defensively, you have to be scrappy. You have to, your hands got to be active. You got to count deflections. You got to anticipate, right? And, and those, those play into the, into the style that we want to play anyway. Um, but just, like I said, being disciplined, taking charges, boxing out. I mean, we got to, you can't just be, if you're playing 6'10", 6'8", 6'6", right? Playing little, you can't just be in front of them. You could be there, but it's like, you got to push back. You got to get two hands. You got to do whatever you got to do to get the rebound and not give up old boards. We actually out-rebounded them by probably like 10. And and our biggest guy is 6'4", maybe, you know? So, but but I mean, I think a lot of times teams will, it's not because we're so disciplined where we're boxing out or it's not because um, of anything else, but I think they don't send everybody to the boards, to the offensive boards, because we're trying to run. So I think there's a combination of all of that, um, trying to get somebody back, um, because if they don't, you know, then they, then they risk giving up a layup. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's what we try to do. We try to, we, this year we actually, it, we man pressed. It was almost like a diamond in one, but we man. Cause usually when someone, someone tries to press break you, the one, the two, two guards up. Um, so we kind of diamond it. Um, that's kind of what the setup was, but it was, it was all, it was always a man, you know, like find them, find the guy in your area. You have this area. So find that guy in your area. And, um, I mean, it, it worked for us. I mean, we, we were four and four to start the season without pressing. And then we ended up 15 and five. To, so we lost to the number one team in the state. We lost to St. Thomas Moore at home, but we won 12 out of our last 13. Um, or no, we won thir- uh, 11 out of our last 12. And then we ended up, and then we, yeah. So, oh, sorry, excuse me. We were 16 and six because we got the bye. Um, so we ended up 16 and six. Um, lost to Madison one game away from state, but, um, you know, and we were right there, we were right there. And I felt like that gave us a chance, you know, I mean, there were some teams within our, within our winning streak. If we don't press, we, we probably lose, do so, you, I mean, you know, adjusting. So, so I'm going to ask, do you have film on that? Yeah. Yep. Show us you. I mean, you just got to show, cause I mean, that's pretty impressive. You know what I mean? To do what you did. Um, long story short, just show us the film that you got on whatever you're talking about, whatever you did for the other coaches so we can see what you did, man. Let me, uh, let me try. I don't know if it's anything, uh, I don't know if it's anything, um, professional, but let me, uh, can you see that right here? Yeah, I can see you. So, uh, we, the, this first possession, I mean, I wanted to kind of just kind of show a little bit of, of how it was. We're in the white here. Um, just kind of how we played a little bit. Our little one. Seven on record. So I mean, we're trying to, to do some a lot of high ball screens, especially top. with these big guys in here. And, and this shot here, I mean, we'll take that. This is our best shooter. You know, we get to the lane a little bit. I mean, we'll we'll take the shot. I mean, I I think he misses, but I mean, you know, we're trying to shoot. We're trying to shoot threes. You know, we're trying to shoot the threes. Elbow. We're trying to get in there. So. Big horn for three won't go. So right here, even off of misses. Okay, so like even off of misses, we're still going to try to press. And this year, my six four kid. Um, he was actually one of our more athletic kids and he was up. So we had him up on the press. He wasn't on the ball. He was on the wing. Um, but, but being trapped by him and our, and our other long kid is, is better than him being trapped by a five ten kid. Right. So, I mean, we, we had him up on the press. What were your rules for him? Like, what did, what did you tell your six, four kid? Did he ever get back or he was always, no matter what, he's always up pressing. Never. So he goes to the boards every time. And it actually made it easier for him to be up there because he goes to the boards, right? So every time the shot goes up, he's trying to crash. 
he was athletic enough to where he could play up on the press. So he never, ever got back. Never. He would crash the boards. They would give him an opportunity to O-board, and he was up. So even, even when we missed it, we were in it because, you know, a lot of times people could set up a press break out of bounds, but off a of miss, you know, it's hard. So we had our, we actually have our point guard. He was back who would, who would really, he was probably six foot. So we had this kid who was five, eight. He was like, our, he would, he would play our two because we moved him off the ball, but our point guard, he was, he was great at taking charges. Um, really smart can read. So he was back. Right, and he was actually one of our slower kids, so it worked out. Bear killer up over Rama for the rebound. So we got our other guy kind of playing center court, and then he came. Skip down on the floor. We got a tip. Bighorn, excuse me, to Rama for two. And we'll make it. Bighorn will get the steal. So we kind of set up in like a diamond, like I said. Like he should be looking here at his guy. This is his guy. He knows whoever's taking the ball out, he's got it. So our very first thing, when they pass it in, this this was the press we ran this year. Um. They trapped it, and he doesn't always necessarily go to the, to the inbounder. He just kind of makes a read because some teams will send this guy through the middle. So if they did that, he would come with him, right? And then if they passed it back, that doesn't hurt us. This guy would just come out of the trap and make him dribble, put a ton of ball pressure on him, make him dribble, and then we try to trap that. So I think here they might break it. Ramo will get the two. You know, he's playing center. And now it's a three-point game. And now, now – We'll take that. I mean, he's a he's a pretty good shooter, but we want them shooting fast, right? And then this kid right here was getting an earful because he was jogging back, and I think we he's boxing. Our our six foot guy's boxing out there, six nine guy, and then he he was supposed to sprint back and box this guy out. We got fortunate; he missed. We got fortunate, but this is what we want. We want them to we want them to shoot really fast. You know, we we feel like if we get the game up and down in possessions, you know, that's what we want. Seven to thirty four. That shot's not going to go. Brave so here we're up there. three. Who has it? Say off. So I think I think we want to here we put up. we put them this big guy these big guys in high ball situations. Works it. And the big guy was guarding our best shooter. Wide open look. From so we get a three. Let me ask you real quick. Um, as you're going about this. Yep. Why? Explain. Explain to you know a, a novice coach or people still trying to learn. Why are you bringing um, uh, the high ball screens? What is your purpose? What are you trying to accomplish with that high ball screen? So here, I mean, we we brought the six ten kid up in the high ball screen. Um, you know, he he was a big kid and he's a good player. Um, he didn't. We felt he didn't move his feet very well. Um, and they had him on our best shooter, who's like six one. So I mean. You know, we felt that, you know, anytime that there was a dead ball situation like there was the, the previous where, where it went out of bounds and we were walking it up, you know, that would be the only time we walk it up and set up something is when that happens. Um, but we felt bringing him up in a high ball screen situation and making him choose between our best player, who's our point guard, and then, and then who he's guarding is our best shooter. So that's kind of why we wanted to put him in there. You know, if he, if he trapped our point guard, then we got a wide open three with our best shooter. If he went under the screen, you know, our point guard could get in the lane and score or create. So that's kind of why we did that. Um, so that, that, that was kind of the purpose of, for this game especially. But our, our point guard was our best player, and, I mean, he was great at using these on-ball screens. So and he was real smart. You know, so here, here we're trying to trap this first pass. You know, he, he should have got there. He gambled, but then you're coming, and we're trying to trap this very first as soon as they cross half court, we're trapping right here and try to just make it chaotic. 
right? And then, and then once they pass it, you know, we're trying to, you know, you see this guy here, these guys in the back need to be pointing, talking, who's, here's, who's here, who's where, um, things like that. So I think they kind of get the ball out and these guys are kind of jogging around. But we want to, right here, we want to put extreme ball pressure. We want to front the post with help. So all these guys are kind of looking over at the ball. And here, right here, we're, we're denying. So we're sideline pin, not letting them get back to the middle, forcing them to go baseline because we got our front and a help. And if he helps, then we got to we drop down, and this guy's kind of playing center over here, making sure he doesn't get behind him. You know? So let me ask you this. With your team being the size they are, how or why does it help to force teams to the sideline or pin them to the sideline? Well, I think I think it just it helps you to understand. It helps everybody know where the ball's going, right? So we know, okay, we, we want the ball to go to the baseline. If, the, if somebody gets to the paint, kind of like how we want to get to the paint, if they get to the paint, um, you know, it could be, could be trouble for us. So at least here, we're putting extreme ball pressure. We know that we're forcing it to the sideline. These guys are staying in front. Backside helps there, and we're not letting it go back up here. We're denying, we're denying that if it's one pass away. Ball goes to the corner. You know, we're denying there. Um, and, and the backside help guy is always playing two. But if, if this guy's coming in, we know that we're not, we're not going to leave him to give, him, give up a layup. You know, we'd rather them throw it over here for a skip to a three, hoping that he's fast enough to close out and these guys are sprinting off to help. Right? So that's kind of what, what was our purpose out of the press was to feel like there's constant pressure all the time. You're never comfortable. When you get across half, even if you break it, we're trapping you. You get the ball to the sideline, which usually happens. We're trying to force you that way. And then that's hopefully we have those guys that step in and take charges and rotate and things like that. So I think, think here, you know, we're sideline pinning with hard ball pressure. He's trying to deny here now. And he kind of he kind of flopped. I didn't teach him that, but <laughs> we'll take it. That will take it. So. Um, I think here we put him in, in another high ball situation with, with our best player and then our best shooter. Same, same thing. Put, put him in there and we get our best shooter another shot. So, so from there we're, we're up one and then he gets, he hits a couple of threes, you know, and puts us up seven. And then, you know, I, then they start to get a little bit tight. Um, and we get another steal, and you get a layup. But these guys have to, like, be super, super tough, and we get a charge. So, I mean, these guys got to be super tough up, up top, you know. Hey, look this at is that. what I love. I hear these guys were super tough this year. That was a seven-point swing. Each other and things like that. But, you know, this like is a, a freshman. That was like a seven-point swing, man, in 30 he, he seconds. Knows. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this is my freshman right here. Hey. He knows, he knows, you know, this is, if you're not taking charges, what I love about this is he gets this, he gets a steal and passes it, but then he gets right to his spot Man, and, and takes his charge. And, you know, we got all the kids going crazy. And, but that, that's like how we want to play. I mean, we, we feel like, you know, we're up, up one going into the fourth quarter and then all of a sudden you're up 10, 11, you know, just like that. And I mean, that's, that's kind of how we want to play. Um, you know, we, we went on a run and, Obviously, this doesn't happen every single game, but this is one of those games where it's close and they're big, but we just got to be tougher. We got to be tougher. And 
um, get on the floor and all, all this kind of stuff. I mean, but this team was so together. Um, and, and I mean, you know, I had help in, in planning this press and things like that, but this was the best thing that we could have done with this team. Um, we weren't, we weren't as dynamic. What I mean by that is our point guard wasn't as dynamic. He could score, he could score, but he wasn't as explosive i guess he's more like he has like a great first step but he wasn't like super explosive to where he's getting all the way to the rim and and things like that so we had to adjust a little bit he could do that but you know he wasn't as in shape and things like that just because he was a little bit bigger a little bit heavier set but so then let me ask this right you had a seven point swing and i mean you guys are the game was close what do you do in practice what do you do to separate your guys to get them to shoot at a high level in the fourth quarter, what do you do uh, to get them to consistently press at that level? So if I'm a coach coming in and I'm like, man, I got a small team. I want to do what Red Cloud is doing. What are we doing in practice? What are we doing? Like, how, how do we get our teams yeah. to get to that level? Well, I think you got to you have to figure out you have to have a vision that right? you have to have a vision of what you want your team to look like. Um, you know, if you have a small team and you want to run, I mean. What we do is I break my practices up into four sections usually, and I'll start with fast break. And the reason I start with fast break is because I want them to understand, like, this is what we do. This is our identity. This is what we're doing. We're running. Um, and then after the fast break session, I have four, four sessions of, like, 30 minutes each. So we'll go fast break, and then we'll go rebounding because I feel like that's very important for us to do, especially right after we just ran. Um, so we'll do some fast break stuff. We'll do three on twos, two on ones. Um, we'll make in reads and things like that. We'll do three man weave and, and those kinds of things. Um, but we'll, we'll play. We'll, you know, right away after we do those things, we're playing, we're circling up, we're boxing out and then we're getting it off the rim or we're taking it out of the net. We're pushing into something that we want to do with, you know, with our point guards coming to, to the paint, he's trying to get, get to the rim. He's trying to create something like that. We're trying to do. So they're always running. After our session of fast break, we go right into running uh, conditioning. So we're going to do, we like to do fives where we go one, two, three, four, five, you know, down and back. Um, we, everything we do, we'll do two of them. So we'll, everything will be timed and everybody runs with the ball, whether you're a big that don't ever handle the ball, whether you're a point guard, everybody runs with the ball and everybody touches the line um, every time. Um, so we're doing that. And if they don't make the time, they understand if they don't make the time, we got to go again. So, I mean, they're, they're running fast, right? So, and then I give them, you know, a minute or two to, to get a drink, catch their breath, and then we go right into our next session. With, you know, rebounding, we might do, we might build up. We might go one-on-one. We might go two-on-two. We might split it up to where we're going guards here, bigs here. But we kind of changed it up with rebound a little bit so it doesn't get so repetitive. Sometimes we use pads. Sometimes we don't, depending on when our game is and things like that. If, if our game's close, you know, we'll use pads or – things like that but if we don't have a game for a while we're, we're going you know body to body we're trying to trying to you know create some toughness in them but try to do a conditioning drill in there too so you know we might we do this this drill called husker where we have three i i break them up into about three four groups depending on how many kids we have at, at that time um and put them in in about a group of four and what they'll do is three at a time so you know a coach will shoot it up they'll try to get the rebound. And once they score, they get it right back. I know a lot of people probably play that and they probably do that and call it something different, but we call it Husker. And if you get it, if you get it out that you make a layup, you get it right out of the net, you score again. You know, if you, once you score three times, you're out um, and they just keep tracking. Everything's a competition. 
you know, so nothing, we're not doing anything just to, just to do it. Um, everything's a competition. If you, if you lose, we might say you got to run one more, uh, five or a 10 or eight or what 16, whatever we're doing at the time, you know, if you lose, you might have to do, do an extra, or you might just have push-ups or, um, you know, it just depends. It just depends on what, you know, we try to switch it up. So it's not always repetitive, but everything's a competition. You know, after we do rebounding, we'll, we'll do some, some defensive stuff. Um, and that, that we try to make super, super competitive, super intense, um, you know, diving on the floor, things like that. We will do breakdown stuff usually first, um, one-on-ones, two-on-twos, you know, all the way up to five-on-fives. You know, I love shell, all different types of shell. I know everybody does shell, but just super competitive, um, you know, make it, make it competitive. If you, if you lose, you got this, you know, just like we're talking about. And then after that session, you know, run again, and then we'll go to offense. And then I, I think to answer your question about how we can shoot so well, I guess in the fourth quarter, um, because we shoot mostly at the end of practice um, with our offensive stuff, you know, we might start our offensive session with, um, with shooting. We might go partner shooting where we, we call it partner shooting. So you have two, you know, a group of two, one basketball, um, you shoot it and you get your own rebound. So if you shoot it, you get your own rebound. Your partner's already at the three-point line or 15-foot line. It depends if, you, if you're big, shoot 15-footers or whatever. Usually we'll have everybody shoot threes unless we have a big that just can't or that will never shoot a three. He might do a 15-footer or something. Um, or what I've done is, is if I have two bigs that don't shoot threes, we might have them on their own basket doing post-series or something like that. But, um, but for the most part, you know, guards will go – you know, a group of two, one basketball, you shoot it, get your own rebound. And it's got to be, you know, you can't shoot and walk and go get it. You got to shoot it up. You know, you're sprinting after it. You're getting the ball. You're throwing a good pass to your partner. We're, we're always stressing communication. Talk, you know, hands ready. Up, you know, wing, 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 top, 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 you know, things like that. Just always communicating. Um, sometimes what we'll do is we'll say you're going against your partner. So you're counting individually um, your makes. You know, sometimes we'll say, all right, this group is going against this group or this group against the entire gym. You know, you know, sometimes kids will try to I'll, I'll never say you're going against your partner or you're going against groups because some kids will try to partner up to just, you know, they'll, they'll partner up with a with a bad shooter to beat them or they'll partner up with good shooters to, to beat the team. So I, I try to assign the teams. And if I don't, um, I kind of look at the teams and say, all right, you're going against your partner. All right, you're going to you're going against teams, things like that. So making that super competitive and then we might end with with that again. So we might shoot for five minutes, ten minutes, depending on how much time you have, you know, and we don't have a ton of sets. We still have some sets, so we wanna we wanna still go through fast break stuff and and okay, you know, tell our point guard, well, you should have made this read. Um, what did you do wrong? You know, talking to to the kids about what you know, what you want things like that, um, going over sets, and then we might end with shooting again, just so it's something competitive. Um, I never like to end practice with going over sets because five on oh, you know, you, you feel like the best team in the world, you know, executing and things like that. So I try not to end practice with that. I mean, sometimes, you, you know, you do if it's pregame or something like that, but just try to end practice with something competitive, whether it's shooting, whether it's taking a charge drill, whether something competitive. Um, so I think just always up tempo. I mean, and, and the cool thing about, you know, our staff is, is, you know, I'm the oldest person on our staff. I'm you know, at 30. So, um, I got one of my, one of my, uh, teammates from high school. He's our, 
he's our JV coach and he's super hyped. He's energetic. He's our, actually our football coach. So um, he's super energetic. And then I got a guy that coached C team this year that's been with me for six out of my eight years. And he's super um, energetic. He started off young too, um, but he doesn't have any aspirations to be a head coach. He, he's kind of like me. He just wants to be at Red Cloud. Um, and everybody that, that I got on my staff, you know, played at Red Cloud. So we, we understand like the, you know, what it's like. And I think that really helps us. I, I know everybody's not fortunate enough to have that. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome that we get to do that. So we're all super competitive ourselves. So, you know, we might say, all right, you know, we're going to jump in this running. You know, if, if I beat, you know, so-and-so, you guys got to go again. Because I know that this person might be the fastest guy, one of the fastest kids, but he's in the middle, he's in the back. So, all right, if I beat you this time, then you're going to have to go again. You know, th- rather than saying, come on, man, what are you doing? Like, you know, cussing them out or something like that. It's like, you know, trying to get them to be a little bit more motivated. You know, can you, can you beat me? Can you beat this coach? Can you, you know what I mean? We're, we're fortunate enough to have that. Um, so I, and I'll continue to do that until my knees give out and I can't do it no more, but you know, I mean, we'll, we're going to keep, keep trying to make it competitive, but also make it fun because it, this, this game is fun. It's not meant to be, you do this or else. Right. And you, sometimes you got to do that, but I think just trying to make it fun for the kids, because this is a time where, you know, most of them love it. Uh, some of them do it just because their friends do it. Some of them, you know what I mean? But most of them love it and love the competition. And, and um, it's just, it, it's an awesome thing for them to have. So just so try me, to make it competitive. Let me ask you this, right? So we're looking at your gym. Um, you're in Red Cloud. And we're looking at the atmosphere within that gym. Um, you got people um, all amongst the walls. So can you talk about the... The, the cultural aspect and I, I know we probably touched on it, but looking at this film, uh, can you really bring it into the people and explain the the love of basketball and what it does to your community? Um, because yeah. as, like, I'm looking at this film, right? You see your cheerleaders screaming, everybody, yeah. like your gym is packed. <laughs> um, and can you just explain to us what basketball does for the native uh, community? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's awesome that you asked that. I mean, it, there's, it's unbelievable, man. I mean, some, some of these, some people, and, and it's not, I'm not saying it's the best thing in the world, but I mean, some of these guys live for this stuff. I mean, some of these, some of their uncles and some of, you know, they, they were the best in high school and like they live for it. So, I mean, you can understand if you make a mistake, you know, you, you know that they're going to let you know, right. I mean, they're, they're so into it. They're so passionate. Um, I mean, you see these little kids. I mean, we have these little kids sitting on our bench. They want, all want to be water boys. And then we have these cheerleaders here who are screaming their heads off. And we have our freshman boys right here who might not even play in the C team game, but they're just like so about it. You know, they're wearing their sweater. They're just, they're so about it. So, I mean, you know, it, it brings our community together um, for sure. Within the Red Cloud community, I mean, we're, we're in a town where – the bigger school is the town of, you know, the school is Pine Ridge and that's our town. Um, so they're, they're a bigger school. So, so a lot of times we have them come over to our games and um, whether they're cheering for you or against you, I mean, you're always packing the gym. Our gym isn't very big. So the atmosphere, as you can see, I mean, they're literally right on top of you, you know, where in other gyms, they're, they're not that close. So I think that gets us in some trouble sometimes too with officials because they could hear, a lot of things, you know, um, 
So, but it, it's just, it's awesome, man. I mean, everybody loves it. I mean, even, even to our janitor, where our janitor is telling me in September, he can't wait for December. He can't wait to even be at the games. And like, he, that's all he talks to me about. I'm the, I'm the AD, right? And I try, to, I try to make sure that I treat all, these, all the sports the same. And I feel like I do that, especially being the boys coach. You want to make sure that you take extra care of the other sports. But I mean, you know, this guy, all, all he talks to me about is boys basketball. I mean, and, and it's crazy because, it, you know, in the season, everywhere you go, it's like you, you don't know. In the town, like there was one time I went to, to our convenience store in town and I have a guy just like staring at me, like he wants to like fight me, you know what I mean? Just because like he's he's a he he's go he cheers for our rivals, and I mean I see this guy like outside of of basketball season or in the summer, and he's like, hey, how's it going, man? Like it's it's like that. I mean it's it's crazy. I mean the rivalry used to be really bad. Um, I think we've come a long way because the kids get along you know, the coaches get along and things like that. But I mean, I think it's a lot of old school fans that still have that rivalry. It was a bad rivalry back in the day where, um, you know, our schools are four miles apart, but we had to go an hour and a half to play at Rapid City at the Civic Center for one, because we didn't, we didn't have enough um, seating at the games. But for two, we had to have extra security because there'd be fights and things like that in the stands, not the kids really, but the, the people in the stands. So, I mean, that's, that just shows you there the the type of passion and and love that people have for for high school basketball. Um, whether that's right or wrong, I mean, I to me, I mean, I love it. I love it, and this is what I want to do. But I I want the kids to understand that there's more to life after high school basketball. So there's a there's a mixture there. I mean, you want them to enjoy every minute of it, but at the same time, know that there's more because I feel like if you cap it, then they don't really look past that, and then they they don't really care, right? They don't, then then they goes to to their schooling and things like that. So, um, just gotta there's a there's a line there's a line there that you gotta try to try to stay within. But I mean, I I'd, I'd be lying if I said I didn't love it. I mean, that's I still that's all that's what I think about. You know, when I get up, I'm like, what what can I do with the kids today? How, who can I reach out to today to like try to get a workout in with them or what you know watch some film with them or you know, anything, right. Just, just anything that you can do to help, help the kids, um, you know, get better. Cause they love it so much. I mean, we could be on, I can talk about this all day. So nah. what I would nah. like to do, um, you know, just to go back to it and just look at everything, bringing it all together and just kind of finish it off with your film with like looking at your press, looking at the crowd, looking at the atmosphere. Um, and just, you can let it play out. Um, if you feel like you want to stop it and point out something, go for it. Um, but I would like for like when other coaches see this, that they see, you know, I can do this with a small team and this is how it looks. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, uh, I could play a little bit more of it. Um, you know, we just went on that. We just went on a little run there. Um, you know, and this is what we love. I mean, the kids right here, just hyped up, energetic. I mean, that's, that's what we want. You know, my daughter's over here behind the bench sleeping. Can't believe she's sleeping. <laughs> So, so we're up one and to start the fourth and we go up 11 now. And I don't, I don't really know what happens here. We could, I guess we could check. Probably acting like I know what I'm doing here, but the kids are just playing. So, so here's, here's an example that I was talking about earlier. This is our point guard and he's, he, he can, he's our best player. I mean, he can post, 
um, he's really he's really good. And we felt like he he had an, a mismatch here, an opportunity where we can post. I mean, obviously we we didn't throw a very good pass or he missed it. But I mean, this is an example of you know we're in we're in five out, we're in five out here where we want to be, and then all of a sudden he just goes there. We just clear out. We try to get him the ball. He just misses it. We luck out. It's uh, it's still our ball. But um, but I mean we'll do that from time to time. I think here we we get a layup with him. You know, it's just a simple he screens and then seals him and scores. I mean that's that's not very good defense, but. So we, right here, we're trying to – so we didn't go – We I try to teach these guys on this press, don't run to their body, right? I mean, you're running with your hands high, but if you run to their body, you're beat, right? So I think the, this guy, he was, our, he was our best shooter, but he's super smart, super smart and, and just really takes in a lot of what you're saying. But when he runs, he's not running straight to them. There's kind of some space in there. And once they pick it up, I think that's what we're trying to trap, right? So they try not to get so close. And then once they pick it up, then we try to trap, you know. And, and right now, these guys are kind of getting tired a little bit. Um, but here's, like, the, the hectic that we want to try. And then get on the floor, get on the floor, right? I mean, that's what we want, you know. If, if you're not getting on the floor, you're probably going to come out. You know, these guys are tired. He's grabbing his, his back. But, I mean, you know, we're trying to – create that toughness in there and that mentality how long how long do would you say we'll max here. that you guys can go through sure what happens and, and i think with a small team if you're going to do this it's really important to to try to have eight if you can play eight that'll work i mean nine's better obviously the more you have the better but if you can get if you can get eight nine guys to to buy in that's you know that that's where you want to be So here we're trying to front, trying to sideline pin with a deny here, force him there, and you know he misses a layup, which we're very fortunate he did that. You know, and then in South Dakota we get some some fouls that might not be fouls, right, coach? <laughs> so in this situation, you know, we're trying to run. I mean, obviously he missed it, so. You know, if we can get there, we can get there. I mean, this is what we're talking about. You know, I mean, he loses it, but trying to get to the paint. We're, and then we, you know, stay in the press, and then we ended up causing chaotic. And at this point, I mean, we probably want to start subbing because um, it's starting to get a little sloppy, um, especially with the top three. Uh, you know, try to, try to get fresh legs in there if we can. How long do you – how long does everybody play, right? Do you have a certain amount of time your subs play or, or do guys play more than the other? I mean, it, it seems like a simple question, but with the amount of pressing that you do, um, yeah. do, you, do you, everybody get that equal opportunity, right? Four and four, four and two. Sure. Um, how, how do you go about your, your, subbing, uh, your subbing philosophy? So with that, um, you know, I mean, the top three get tired the fastest, right? I mean, if you're kind of in a diamond, but you're in a man, the top three guys get tired the fastest. So that's why I said it's, it's important to have eight. If you can have eight, um, depending on your press, but if you're pressing, you want to have about eight. Um, try to keep your best players in the back so they don't get as tired. So we're trying to press all game, and we want our first three. They're probably coming out at – you know, in eight-minute quarters, we're probably bringing them out at five, five, five thirty. So they're playing two and a half, three minutes. So they got to be able to 
they know that. I mean, and I'm not, if they turn it over three times in a row, they're not coming out. Right. So they, they know this is their minutes. So whether they just made three in a row, um, or they, they miss three in a row or whatever. I mean, they're going to play their minutes and they, they know that. Um, and, and I do that up until about the fourth quarter and the fourth quarter it's out. I mean, we're, if they're, if they can play, they're playing, you know I mean? It's, especially if it's a tight game where we're, um, don't really have a set schedule, but the first three quarters, I'm trying to have a set schedule. So the kids know, okay, this is when I'm coming in. Um, you know, for the back guys in the middle, probably comes out about 4.30. And then the very bad guy was our best player this year. He came out about 3. So, or 3.30 maybe. He came out about 3.30. And then he sat for a minute or so and then finished up. So, usually we try to finish up with our starters um, and with, at the end of the quarter. So, the starters start and end the quarters. Um, so, the guys in the middle are playing probably, you know, two to four minutes depending on where they're at. Um, that's why I always tell the kids it's important that you learn a lot of these positions because if you know if you can play in in multiple spots you can play more um, because we're trying to rotate so that's kind of our philosophy of subbing um, is the first three come out you know first and they know that I mean they're they're going as hard as they can these not to say these guys in the middle aren't but the bat guy is not moving as much you know unless it's it's coming towards him so that's kind of our sub philosophy. So, you know, I, and these, these two are our bigs, if you will. I mean, this kid was a six, four and this kid was about six, two, six, three, maybe. Um, so these kids were our bigs, but I have them both up, you know what I mean? Cause they're both athletic. So, I mean, this kid's six, three, this kid's six, four, maybe six, five, you know, getting trapped in the corner by that is a little different than five, eight and six foot. You know I mean? People, people don't like, that's a point guard. So if your point guard is six foot and you're getting trapped by guys bigger than you, you can't see over the top. So I felt like that was important for us. That's kind of why we ran this press this year is because our bigs were, were agile enough to do that. And we were pretty deep. We went nine, sometimes 10 if we had to. But, but with that, it's like some of these guys are playing a minute or two a quarter, but they know that, you know, so they're going all out. So I got the two, I got the big up and this guy doesn't know where he's at, but he's supposed to be here. So then just get deflections, right? Get deflections, hustle plays, and, you know, you're trying to just get deflections, hustle plays. I mean, this is something that, like, you know, we love, obviously. I mean, they're getting deflections, being excited for each other, knowing where you're at. This is off a of free throw. You know, that's our two bigs up top. So, you know, you love that. You love that stuff, you know, I mean, just being super hyped and energetic. I mean, that we kind of got away in this game a little bit, and we, we took the press off, I think, here shortly. Um, but, I mean, you know, that, that shows what, what the pressure can do. I think if you're going all four quarters, that, that just shows kind of what that pressure does for you, and, and it for sure helped us. I mean, that, this game isn't the only game this happened. I mean, we, we did it in a lot of games. In some games, it didn't affect people until the very last couple possessions of the game, but it helped us. You know, you get turnovers here and there, but, I mean, it just it creates this tempo that we want to play. You know, we don't want teams to be able to walk the ball up and set things up. I think that's kind of the philosophy. If you got 6'10", if we don't do this against these guys and this kid right here, 6'9", 6'10", and he's, like, posting our 6'4", 6'5", kid, he's probably going to score on him a majority of the time. So, you, you know, you want to try to eliminate as many mismatches as you can. Um, 
by by doing that and I think just speeding speeding them up you know that helped us big time you know so even off of a miss we're trying to trap right we're trying to trap in the back court trying to make reads over here you know so that's you know call timeout things like that so that that's kind of that's kind of the gist man i think we i think we took the press off right here i think we're up 15 with like four to go or something but you know we ended up winning by 25 and um you know it's always nice to to be able to do that it, it doesn't always happen like that obviously i mean you know we we all know that as coaches i mean it, sometimes what you do is is wrong um but you, you just try to adjust you try to adjust and i think that you know, I was fortunate enough that it worked out for us this year. Um, I mean, we obviously we didn't get to state, so I mean, I don't know if it worked out for us per se, but I mean, it, it definitely gave us an advantage in, in most games that we played. Um, and and in practice, like when we were talking about practice, you know, we would do breakdowns within that. So for the press, you know, start off one on one, and it's like I don't ever put the guys that are back; they wouldn't be up here you know, pressuring one-on-one because -on -one, that's not what they're going to do, right? It's just trying to be smart with the time we have. So what I would do is maybe since – and he was our best player, so he would be the ball handler in that situation. So we were working on, for him, ball handling, but what we were really working on is these guys up front, these guys on the bench that play up front, those guys are, like, pressuring the ball one-on-one. -on -one. And then we would go two-on-two -two, where maybe we have a guy on the ball and a guy on the wing guarding them. Once they inbound it, we trap and they pass it back. And then he tries to go up and then we go trap him. You know what I mean? Like just like getting them running and understanding what they're doing. Then you go three on three with the three guys up here, just like creating disadvantages for them, but just making them hustle. Um, and then obviously you go four on four with the guy in the middle and then five on five. So that's kind of how we broke it down. And when we first learned this, um, we literally spent the entire day on this. So, and I, I only did it with like the eight kids that were playing at the time. I mean, like if, if the, you know, you know how you have the JV kids that play, but they don't, they're, you know, these guys that are great, they're great kids, but they didn't play a whole lot. They were on offense the entire day. We, we broke it down. So this day we didn't even, we didn't break them into sessions at all because this is something, like I said, we learned in one week. So um, what we did was we didn't break them into sessions. We, we went one-on-one, -on -one, we ran, got a drink went two on two, ran, got a drink, you know, we went all the way to five on five. And then we played, I'm, I'm saying we did it for like an hour straight of just like playing till they got it to where we wanted it to be. And it wasn't perfect by any means. It never was, but just, as long as they went hard, I mean, we try to tell them, you know, four guys doing their job and one guy don't, it's not going to work. Right? Everybody's got to do it and everybody's got to talk and things like that. So we, we literally would, and, and even like, postseason you know when JV was done and things like that I mean we were the nine guys who might play <clears throat> you know we were just they were just doing the things that we needed them to do um so I think and, and early on when I first started coaching I try to get everybody involved you know I mean I feel like that's important but I mean I you know down the stretch I mean I think you got to get your guys ready you got to get your guys ready to for postseason and you know, at that time, the kids that didn't play a whole lot, I mean, they kind of know at this point and, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're either scout team, right? They're offense or they're defense. I mean, and sometimes they're playing defense for, for a long time. Um, 
but they know that and they understand that. And I haven't really had problems with that. So I'd, I, that, that would one, be one piece of advice I would say is don't be afraid to, to get your guys ready. You know, I mean, because, you know, your JV team, they might be, they might be pretty good. But if they lose or win, I mean, not, nobody's the people might care for a little bit, but if your varsity loses, people care for a long time. So, and, and I'm not saying that it, you know, JV doesn't matter, C team doesn't matter. Like they, they do matter because that's your future. But I think if you're preparing for something, you, you just prepare for, for with your guys at that time, you know, and I, and the kids will understand. I think if you, as long as you're positive with them and talk to them and, you know, sometimes when we're doing it, I mean, our JV guys make a great play a layup or something, I, you know, you gotta, you gotta give them high fives. You gotta give them a pat on the back and you gotta kind of talk smack. You know, I, I like to do that to our varsity team, even though I'm coaching them, like, you know, that so-and-so just, you know, just took it on you and scored. I mean, that should make you, that should be personal for you and things like that, you know, just kind of talk smack to them a little bit. But, um, you know, I think that that's, that was huge for us. Um, you know, in the last couple of years that I've coached, I've done that and um, kind of help. It just helps them understand what they're doing. If they're only getting a few reps and you're putting everybody in there and, and they're probably not playing in that spot, it's just not effective. And, and we don't have a lot of time and a ton of time to do that we got two hours but we we have one floor this is our court this is our practice court our game court everything for boys and girls so we have to make it work um and you know we have six hoops but a lot of times those freshman kids are on the sidelines and in the lobby and things like that and and um so but like I said well, the, the kids have known that by now so it's it, it's it works out for us and I mean um you know we've had some success and uh just gonna keep going and try to get back to state and you know the goal is always to win state that's that should be your goal if if that's not I mean you know I don't know why we're we're doing it so um are you gonna do it no not every year I mean we went to state one year that I've been a coach and um you know we've had some injuries unfortunately so you know maybe we're there for two years or whatever but um just try to always strive for perfection even though it's it's not possible gotta strive for it so but it's it's fun, man. I enjoy it a lot. I appreciate this, man. This is awesome. Like uh, we yeah. want to get back on this again and, yeah. and and converse and talk about it a little bit more. But I, I truly appreciate the information, man. A lot of I even gained some. I gained quite a bit of knowledge having a small oh. ball and some of the things you can do. Um, we'll connect again and we'll talk about maybe some other things we can converse about. But uh, I appreciate yeah. you giving me this opportunity. And being generous, generous with your time and helping me out, man. I truly appreciate that, man. Appreciate no, it for sure. No, I I appreciate you doing this. I, I mean, I'm excited to look at other coaches' stuff and and see because I mean, I mean, you see a lot of the stuff is unorthodox probably to some people that that we do. Um, so I'd like to see what other people do too, um, just to try to gain. Like you said, I mean, just learn, learn all the time. And I know that there's great coaches out there, so I just wanna just wanna hear what other other coaches have to say. And, you know, any anytime anybody needs anything, they can hit me up. You know, coach has my number. So anytime, man, I'm um happy to share info and exchange stuff and whatever. So yeah, man, I think it's great what you're doing and I look forward to seeing other people's stuff too. Yeah. Sure. We'll get it going. And then uh yeah, man, I'm trying to connect all the coaches, man. I, this if we put it in perspective, you know what I mean? How many people think of Red Cloud, you know, in Washington State where I'm at? Yeah, yeah. But this is another way to connect, man. And you got yeah. a style of play that people want to play. Um, and, and I think it's going to be an awesome opportunity for everybody. So I appreciate it, man. I'm going to yeah. let you go uh, so you can 
go to sleep or do what you got to do for a little bit. So I appreciate yeah. it. I'll get in touch with you. For sure, man. Thanks. Appreciate right. it. Appreciate yep. you.